0: My guest today is Alison Jackson, who is a visual artist and filmmaker who plays with our notion of celebrity and the imaging surrounding them. She often makes work that depicts famous figures in compromising and controversial situations. Um, and right at the start of your career, you were still at university when you first broke out. And I was wondering what, um, what do the other students what, that you were studying with, how did they react to you suddenly getting all this attention when they're just working their way through finding their style?
1: What? Anyway, very nice to be on your show, thank you very much. And uh, no student, no other students would talk to me. I mean, I had a disastrous time at the Royal College of Art where I was making my work about Princess Diana at the time of her death. And so I was totally isolated by the college staff and by the college students. I really don't think they knew what to make of me at all. But I have to say one or two of them were fantastic because we had crits every week where most people would sit down in silence and they'd hate me for doing my work for some bizarre reason. They, they took my work as if it was me personally having a, a view where I was making work about our collective imagination, having such a big imagination at that time. We wanted to see Diana, Dodie, have a child with Dodie and have a romantic time. And I was making work about our collective imagination, but I was absolutely isolated.
0: I'd have thought that Arts University of all places would be fertile ground for people doing exactly what they want and people not being judgmental. So what do you think it was about your work that stopped that being the case?
1: Well, a few decades on into my career, and having had quite a lot of experience in many different platforms, there are very few people who really push the envelope and dare to be controversial or dare to ask questions. Most people steer well away from that. And because of that, I've had a very, very difficult rocky road with my career because people are are frightened
0: of controversy. I think as well, the fact that you show so many celebrities and royals and politicians in quite sort of normal everyday positions, that's something that's a, a consistent theme in your work. That's definitely changed nowadays anyway, with things like Instagram, with celebrities running their own Instagrams, we're sort of privy to that kind of thing anyway. And I was wondering if that sort of changed the way you approach your work when that stuff is more readily available now. Do you think that makes you reconsider your work at all?
1: I think it's exactly the same. I think the traditional media operate in exactly the same way as the social media, and it's just a a different demographic. It's a different age group, but it's exactly the same. We still have this Moorish desire to know about secret moments and the private lives of celebrities and the shiny facades of the politicians. We want to know the dirt and the nitty gritty. And that's because photography incites design, incites us, because we can never reach the real thing. We want them more. What you can't have, you want more of. So you chase it and chase it, which of course, you never get to meet the real celebrity, but you think you know them intimately. So I suppose I am kind of like busy exposing people's or exposing people's private lives because that's what i'm trying to put a mirror up to show people that's what we really want to see which is what we really want to see we want to see kim kardashian's ass on instagram we want (laughs) to have a look you know it's crazy moment why do we want to look at her bottom but you know that's where the millions of uh, followers are going we're looking right up our ass. I think it's extraordinary. <laughs> phenomenon. She's making a lot of money out of it. The, the joke, you know, she, she must be laughing.
0: With your work like that, is it your hope that you're ridiculing them and you're question, making people question why they're into that kind of thing? Or is it just that you're showing behind the scenes? Or How do you approach that?
1: I really don't like the idea that I'm ridiculing the celebrity because it's not about the celebrity... That are making the way. It's got really nothing to do with the celebrity. It's about our perception of the celebrity and how we're viewing them. We think them, we know them intimately, but we, we don't. Very few of us have met them. The celebrities are busy making endless photographs to put out as uh, publicity. The media are aiding and abetting that so that things go you know, full cycle and we can't stop buying it. And we, you know, it's a consumerist uh, industry. Celebrity is a construct of studio photographic shoots, ideas, publicists, celebrities, the media putting them on the front cover, then they're cropped and the narrative changes a bit. You're very far from the real truth.
0: So when you show something like Donald Trump reading Playboy or... The picture you've got behind you at the moment on your Zoom background there of him with a woman under each arm with money flying around. It's not your aim to make people think that he's, you know, sort of that's what the real him and that the political him is not as separate from that as his fans hope it is. Do you not think that does ridicule them then, showing them in such sort of stupid positions like that? You don't think that... Um... Donald
1: Trump readily talks about women. He, he, he's, had, he's been exposed about grabbing pussy and stuff like that. I think in the public imagination, people think that this is probably what he is doing. And so I'm mirroring up what is an, in the public imagination already.
0: What's your reaction to having your work described as provocative or controversial?
1: Um, well, I mean, I've never wanted my pictures to be passive for people to walk by and say, wow, that's a pretty picture. And I've wanted people to wake up and be horrified by what they're looking at. Because I find the whole idea of living our lives through photography to be revolting and a deceitful, untrustworthy medium that we rely on. And I'm trying to say you cannot rely on photography when it comes to perception, or you cannot rely you know, on uh, your perception when it comes to photography rather. Uh, so it, 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 you think you can trust it, but actually uh, you can't. I mean, I, I, prove, I pr- prove the camera lies. All of these people look realistic and they are. I mean, this is, you know, this is John Smith. And if you think it's Donald Trump, your mind is completely fucked because it's, you cannot rely on your perception when it comes to photography. The camera lies.
0: Having heard about your work in the past, some of the people who you depict in there have actually seen your work of them, haven't they? And I think um, the fact that they react quite strongly to it means that there must it must have touched the nerve. It must sort of, they must see something in there that they don't like. And I was wondering, is that something that crosses your mind when you're making it? Are you picturing Donald Trump seeing it or Tony Blair seeing the work that you've made and having them see themselves differently?
1: Well, a lot of people don't understand it. So I would say that a lot of uh, public figures or celebrities understand it, Who ones that understand the media understand it, and ones that don't get furious. And yes, there have been one or two celebrities who have seen my work and they've thumped the walls so a picture has fallen off and not allowed me to exhibit my work in an exhibition where they're, they've been involved, uh, shouted a lot. Uh, and that type of thing obviously been rude to me when they've seen me. People think it's a joke to have me around for lunch or dinner and sit me next door to a celebrity that I've just made a you know, controversial picture of. Uh, so I'm always kind of having to sort of you know, hide behind plants and things like that. But it... <laughs> I try and avoid because I don't really want to get into a discussion with a celebrity who doesn't really understand what I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to burst the media bubble. I'm trying to burst the image, you know, crazy uh, process that we believe what we see when you can't uh, bubble. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and why, why are celebrities so important? Why, why are they uh, like our new belief system? Uh, So those are the kind of questions I'm asking. It's not really a personal thing on celebrities at all. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't like being shouted at or anything like that. But I think as an artist, it is a role that you really have an opportunity to express yourself. And if you feel strongly about something, like I feel very strongly about living our lives through this kind of mediated medium that you're not in control of and I'm not in control of, the media are the puppet masters, the politicians are the puppet masters, creating this fantastic shiny facade that we can never get to the bottom of the truth of, that I want to burst that bubble, and, uh, you know, with difficulty, I'm always in trouble, uh, but, I, you know, I continue uh, to try. I mean, when Tony Blair, you know, who clearly didn't understand my work, saw uh, a picture of William Kate in the bath, uh, he it was on the front cover of the Daily Mail, he came up to me uh, at a party that, that very evening and said, oh, how did I manage to get into William and Kate's bathroom? I mean, he really, you know, I knew he was delusional, but I think that's kind of completely absurd. When Victoria Beckham saw a picture of herself, you know, herself, one of my pictures, she said uh, how she couldn't remember posing for that picture. I mean, clearly she's got a a sense of humour.
0: I was going to say, with things like spitting image, all the politicians who get mocked in that, they come out and say that it's a compliment or something like that. They seem to sort of avoid admitting that it gets to them and I think it must be satisfying that you you can make work and people see what you're doing and it's sort of like yeah fair point you know you see what you're doing they're not angry at you they just understand it.
1: I would have to say across the board most public figures well all public figures and celebrities love being in the media eye you know it's very much part of their job and uh, basically, if they're not in the media eye, it's, it, it's disappointing. So, 20 years ago, Spitting Image was a you know, fantastic program. And so, it was disappointing for a celebrity not really uh, to be in that program. I remember talking to Peter Mandelson, and he's saying, Yes, yes, well, that, it really affected uh, David Steele's uh, reputation when he was put squeezed, this tiny man squeezed into a, the top of someone's coat pocket. I think it was David Steele. And so he's made to look sort of small and uh, wincy. And uh, that really affected his public persona.
0: I wanted to know, actually, as an artist, if you, if you do revere any people yourself, not in the celebrity way, perhaps... But you must be inspired by and influenced by other artists. And that's maybe how you shaped your work in the early days and how you found your style. You must, you know, revere people you've never met. And I was wondering if that's something that you try and stop yourself from doing because you're trying to burst that bubble or whether you think that it's different revering an artist compared to, say, you know, a celebrity.
1: Yeah, so, that, so I was really interested in my topic and there were no other artists looking at that topic. I, I wasn't really interested. I, I like Andy Warhol and I really admired Damien Hirst because I thought he was breaking the boundaries of what I consider to be stuffy art, just stuck in in the dusty, you know, the archives of museums. So when Damien Huss had the cessation show at the Royal Academy, this dusty, awful place in my mind, and I was studying contemporary art, it was so exciting. And so that's when I really started to notice um, other artists. Um, and I... Uh, I was busy on my own. I was really, really busy. And I remember um, at the Royal College, nobody was really at the Royal College. I mean, because everyone was photographers, they were out doing documentary photography or shooting a portrait or something. I was busy in the studio researching, looking out my window, looking at Princess Diana, the people mourning her, thinking, God, it's crazy out there. You know, I couldn't get away from it. So I was right in the thick of that kind of the making of a celebrity, the construction of the celebrity, Princess Diana, by the media. And it was a very, very uh, surreal uh, moment. London shut down. It was a bit like COVID. You know, nobody was around. The streets were empty. People were crying as if she was the next of kin of theirs. They were absolutely mortified she was dead. Even though, like two hours ago they hated her and um, so I was so so busy making this work other artists didn't really interest me and I was always in trouble because I wasn't allowed to show my work the college didn't allow me to show anything in exhibitions nobody was allowed to come to my studio to crit my work we'd have weekly crits Nobody was allowed to see my work um, until the very day I left And so I wasn't really aware of other artists except for big shows uh, like The Sensation Show, which I absolutely loved and I loved Damien Hurst's sheep and I loved the way it turned black and I loved the way he crossed the boundaries of design with fine art, this new fine art. It was a new language, extremely visual. I then got interested in Andy Warhol, who took this PR image of Marilyn Monroe and redesigned it, you know, with all the glory and the colour of his Catholic kind of um, gods and icons that he used to worship in church every Sunday. He, went, he was highly religious and was very um, uh, taken in by all these gold icons uh, surrounding him, and that he had glorified Marilyn Monroe uh, in this way, celebrated her as a celebrity. But he was celebrating a PR image, and that I found very interesting, that he had chosen a photograph. He wasn't going to draw Princess Diana. He'd found some nasty old PR image, just some thing out of a spotlight book or something like that, and transformed it. And that's what interests me. He was transforming the media image of somebody. And then, of course, I went on to look at all his films and videos, and I made a film about him actually with ITV, and how he um, studied human nature That with drugs and uh, stimulants and alcohol, people can behave extremely unpleasantly, nastily and badly towards each other and knock people out, slap people, rape people, do horrible things, shoot people. I mean, he was shot himself. And then suddenly when, uh, you know, you're off alcohol or they were off alcohol, uh, I think Malanga suddenly stopped drinking. Uh, He was as nice as Pike and never went out and that how actually if you really strip away to the baseness of human nature you'll find that innate nastiness uh, and you know unleashed and uh, i think he did it i think Andy warhol exposed what we're like and how all of that gets so covered up with the gloss and the facade and the scripting of uh, media and celebrities and publicists
0: Alison, what would you like to offer up as your Who's Flying the Plane hidden gem?
1: A real hidden gem is Cosmo Davis Germeno. And he has been completely discovered through the photography competition that I run called A Day in Your Life. Because I want to see people's photographs in A Day in Their Life. And he sent his photographs in and he is excellent. And if you want to see his work, have a look on DayInYourLife.co.uk, and you'll see his most beautiful photographs.
0: Okay, Alison, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me. Um, Please could you let our listeners know where they can see your work, where you're showing at the moment and how they can follow you on social media?
1: Well, thank you so much. It's been a delight to talk to you. But one thing I would like to say is anybody who looks like Biden or Kamala, please would you contact me (laughs) because I'm desperate to find those two uh, lookalikes. Also, I do need a Boris Johnson uh, because I think we're in for a lot of Boris soon. So please, (laughs) any of those three lookalikes, Biden, Kamala, Boris Johnson, please contact me. Uh, And I'm Alison Jackson on Alison Jackson Artist or Alison